0: Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening!
1: Romans 8 is one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible. Mm. I like it because it talks a lot about life in the Spirit and and what mm. you know the Lord calls us to in this relationship right. with Him and... It's just really good.
0: Yeah, it's so just pertinent to life, you know, right now, today, with, with what we're going on. So I feel like there's so much to, yeah, just relate mm-hmm. to, uh, learn from, just sit in. So we're just going to kind of start at the beginning yeah. and uh, talk about what stuck out to us from the chapter, how we met the Lord, what we learned about Him and ourselves.
1: Yeah, so just picking up the first couple of verses, it talks about how there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Mm. For what God has done, what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin, Mm. condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk according, not by the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So what's interesting here is um, Jesus, Mm. remember, says He did not come to abolish the law. He didn't come to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. He came to fulfill it, because we could not. So the law is actually helpful, in, to some sure. regard, because it teaches us how to treat people.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the
1: parts of the law that transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament right. still like bear weight. Jesus uses them. Right. Many of his teachings uphold them. How to teach, how to treat people, how to worship God, these kind of things. And so it's just that important disclaimer: the law is helpful; mm-hmm. it cannot save,
0: and it also is helpful because it has it revealed our need.
1: Most like, importantly, yeah,
0: such an important thing to look back at how, like, what we're going to talk about. Jesus had to come in the flesh because we could not do it like Mm -hmm. that is one thing for sure that the law helped us understand is that it's not by our own will it's not the things that we you know do ourselves that are going to to save us to um, get us to taste salvation and so i like the message version here in the beginning when clark was talking it talks about how with the arrival of jesus the messiah um With the the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved Mm -hmm. because he is so set apart. Like we talk about other, you know, world religions or other teachers, other people in the past and how Jesus is different he came and he did what we and no one else could ever do and so now like clark said uh toward the end of verses five and six now that the law is fully meant that we live not according to our sinful full nature mm-hmm. but now um, that this pathway is available and open because of who jesus is and what he did uh, we can actually walk in the spirit and we can live with yeah. the
1: spirit Yep. Yeah. second that Preach it, sister. God condemned sin in the flesh being Jesus. He didn't sin, Mm -hmm. but he took our sin upon himself, Mm. which is really important. I
0: think, Mm -hmm. do
1: you have anything else you want to add to that?
0: Actually, two seconds before we transition. A lot of folks will just kind of name and claim that, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and we should. And let's hold on to that. And just so you know, there's a difference between conviction and condemnation and how really, you know, that's something the evil one will continue to fight with us in our minds yeah. about the freedom we have in Christ, the power we have in Christ, you know, those kind of things. But there there are specific nudges and urges, like, feelings of conviction that the spirit will arise, and, and those are differentiated. So that is the truth. There is, because of this, because of Jesus, because of what he's, what he's done, there is no condemnation.
1: Mm-hmm. Huge difference. Conviction yes. points us to Christ.
0: Yes. Condemnation
1: right. points us away. Totally. Usually puts us to you know, a darker place and right. we're hiding and don't want anybody to know what we're battling or going through. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. But um, I appreciate even the end of that section you just read because yeah. it talks about our mindset. Yes. Verses 5 through 7 talks about, like, what are you thinking about?
0: Mm-hmm, Verse mm-hmm.
1: 6 says, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So sin. do you mm-hmm. want life? Do you want peace? I think we would all say, yeah, yeah we definitely want life and peace. Mm. Well, then set your mind on things of the Spirit, things of heaven, mm. things of Jesus, things above. This Sunday I'm preaching on on Philippians 4. And mm. part of that passage that we're looking at in verses 1 through 9 talk about thinking about things that are heavenly, noble, pure, good, yeah. praiseworthy. And Colossians mm. talks about this. Here, right in Romans, is talking mm-hmm. about it. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, and it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Mm-hmm. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm-hmm. And then verse 9 gives you a reminder. You're a Christian. Remember, you're not in the flesh. You're in the Spirit. Yeah. It's, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Your mm-hmm. body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so you're saying, Lord, help me submit my thinking to you. Yeah. And you have to choose. It might be a moment-by-moment basis. Mm-hmm. It might be something that's minute by minute, hour by hour. I don't know, but basically, choosing to think of things that are good and noble and heavenly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. And so, thank God that the Spirit's with us and we're not alone.
0: Totally. Out of I, one more, just echoing what you just said too, is like out out of our thought life flows our um, actions, like flows what we do. And so, I mean, we've talked about that before. We love when the Bible will prove um, psychology, science, like all this stuff correct today. Cause how often do we, do we think and observe something and then we act and then we move forward. So, so much of this battle, it really does begin in the mind. And then and it's out of that, like out of what we believe out of how the Bible's informing what we believe, then we move and act or we don't. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just another like, yep, that it's so, it's so pertinent and so important that, um, like you said, all over scripture, but specifically in Romans that we're talking about this battle over the mind. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me was actually in the coming verses here in verses 15 and 16. And they talk about how this resurrection life. So, okay, we understand that Jesus has come. We understand that we're able to walk in this um, this new covenant. And then this is what it, 15 through 17 sound like in the message version. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a child like what's next papa God's spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are we know who he is and we know who we are father and children and we know what we're going to get, what's coming next. So this might be entitled like future glory or hmm. um, something in your NIV text. But I love about that because, yes, we're looking we're looking, and we're expecting toward, you know, this future glory and what's coming eternally. But we're holding on to the reality that right now we get to experience this adventurously expectant life on earth with the Lord because we know who he is and we believe he is. Um, he knows who we are. And and then out of this flows this relationship that's trusting and it's expecting. And, oh, it's not just this mundane, boring thing that we step into, um, you know, out of diligence and discipline, which does sometimes happen. But really it was meant, you know, Timothy talks about that too. We don't have a spirit of timidity, but we have a spirit of power. Yeah. And so just believing that um, for today, for right now, for your Friday, that there are things that God is working out in your story that might look plain and mundane and ordinary, but really behind the scenes, he's working them mm-hmm. out for a much bigger purpose. Yeah. And we get to participate in that.
1: Yeah. And really, there's so much we could talk about in Romans 8. Uh, for me, I'm skipping ahead now just to Romans 8, 26 and 27, yeah. because uh, there does come a point in time where we're at the end of our rope. And, you know, like Bobby said, we don't want a spirit of timidity, but we might run out of words. And we might not even be sure what to ask for or what to pray or what to speak. Mm. And that's, again, where if you are in Christ and Christ is in you and the Holy Spirit's in you, the Holy Spirit will move and help you speak and help you pray. Verses 26 and 27 say, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with Mm. groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And then it transitions to know that you know if God's for you, who could be against you? Yeah. This is how great God's love is for you, and nothing can separate you from it. So it's it's just this really gracious reminder that when we're at the end of our rope, sometimes that's when God does His best work. You're not alone. The Spirit's in you. And as we pray, part of praying is listening. And so we might just say, God, I'm out of words. I'm stumped. I don't Mm -hmm. know what to pray. Help. And -hmm. then you're quiet. And you spend time. And I I try to picture myself with Jesus and just see what the Lord lifts for you. What words come to your mind? What people come to your mind? What other scriptures might come to your mind? Pay attention. And you pray into that. Pray the scriptures when you don't know what to pray. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's incredibly encouraging and life-giving. And we already know that's of the Spirit. Mm. It's a good gift. So anyways, Romans 8, that's all I have. Bobby. anything else on your end?
0: No, I'm just reading the end. And so I'll bless you with the end of Romans chapter 8 just because of what it says. And the blessing it is to me. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future... Nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate you and me, us, from the love of God, and that is Christ Jesus, our Lord. You guys go today with that truth uh, in your mind. Let it transform your mind and uh, and walk in that as you continue on your Friday. Thanks for listening. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. not make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.